Bye. Do you think fun will break out? Uh, fun has been breaking out all weekend. Really? So you had fun all weekend? I've been Santa Fe'd. <laughs> du- <laughs> duly Santa Fe'd by federal law. Everybody, welcome to the Pre-Accident Podcast. I am your host for today, uh, Todd Conklin. Skipped it there for me. Forgot my name for a second, but now I'm back with you. How are you? How's things going? Good. You know, I just it's uh, it just shocks me that we're rolling to the end of another year. It's it's you explain to me how this happens, then we'll both know, and that way we'll be set up. So today is a, a great day for a podcast. I think you'll see. There's a bunch of really cool ones coming. I told you this is a good year. Did I not tell you that? I told you. I warned you. Um, but today I really like this for a bunch of reasons. Today we're going to talk to Jeff Lith. And you cannot say that name without sounding like you have a lisp. Jeff Lith. That's pronounced correctly, but it sounds like mm, you need to spit your gum out and say that again. And if you don't know Jeff, he's in Vancouver, safety guy, um, kind of a big safety thinker. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. He also just took over... As the managing editor, that's my title, not theirs, but I do think that's an appropriate title, managing editor of the Safety Differently website. So Ron Gant passed on the torch. It's a lot of work, so I understand, and God bless you, Ron. You are a saint, and I love you for it. But he passed it on to Jeff um, for a couple reasons, I guess. One is it's, um, it's a commitment, and two is it's time for some new juice in the blender, if you know what I mean. And uh, so Jeff picked that up, and that's a really important uh, – we're not going to talk about that on the podcast. Um, maybe we should have, but that's not the part about Jeff that interests me. I think he'll be great as the editor-in-chief of Safety Differently. What interests me about Jeff Lith is that he started the, this, uh, the Safety Book Club in Vancouver that's been enormously successful, like hugely successful, like really a cool deal. He'll talk about it more, but I like how Jeff is always striving to build community of thought. And uh, it, it's like Jeff Lith is like a LinkedIn that's fun to hang out with, if you know what I mean. I mean, he's, he's constantly connecting people and building community of thought. And that is what I wanted to talk to Jeff about. And so that's what we talked about. And it was great. I mean, it was really a great conversation. Um, the, the Lith clan came to Santa Fe. And we had a great time together over a weekend and snuck a podcast out of the deal. So that's what you're going to hear. But before we go much further, um, lots of comments. Thank you very much on the quality and caliber of the Edgar Shine podcast. And, you know, I told you those are because he's amazing. I mean, you just can't not listen to him and think, wow, relationship building is kind of wonky. Because we've kind of made it wonky. We should make it less wonky. And that's what he, it was, it was really a special time to get to be with him. That's very meaningful. I can't even tell you how cool that is and, and wish all of you have that opportunity at some point. Um, it was great. And thanks for your feedback and thanks for your comments. That's good. Everything else is rolling fine and grand and good. I uh, did take quite a bit of heat on my uh, uh, hotel shooting story, which kind of reminds me that I've been forgetting to talk about that, but probably should. Uh, thanks for your love and concern, but no, I didn't I didn't choose to jump on the ground, not because I think the ground was not a better choice. It's just I had to choose between getting shot with a weapon or getting cooties. And um, 
I took my chances. I rolled anti-cootie that day, so that is why I did not climb underneath the bed. I don't think you would have either. It would have been an interesting biological experiment, I'm sure, but I did not do it. So that's a, that's a, that's a part of what's going on here. Um, and the feedback, uh, the last thing I'll say, and then we'll, we'll jump into the podcast. Um, unbelievable that we have um, so many downloads of the podcast. Uh, just unbelievable. Millions and millions and millions. And you guys have been a huge part of that. Thank you. Tell your friends. Pass along the word. Everyone's welcome. Uh, we're constantly building community. It's it's amazing. You know, we're we're super close to 500 episodes. We might even be 500 episodes. I don't even know what 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 number we're on because um, I don't really track that. It sort of does it for you. But uh, I can tell you this. Um, it's been remarkably fun. And the fact that we have millions and millions and millions of downloads, it is shocking to me um, for a bunch of reasons. But I'm glad it's happening. And more importantly, it's not really about what I have to say. I don't have that much to say, but it's about the opportunity to talk to people about what you have to say and to really keep feeding those new ideas into the process as effectively and as meaningfully as we can, which I think that part of the story is kind of worth telling. Do you hear that little click? That was kind of dramatic. I don't normally do that. I don't know where that came from, but it was it was, it was purposeful. You know, hey, how you doing? Hey, what's it going to take to put you in this new car? Hey, oh, hey, ha. So... Without much further blabbing, because there's much blabbing, I'll probably blab a little more on the backside of this. Let's sit back and enjoy the pod for today. This is Jeff Lith, and we're going to talk about building safety community. And we're going to talk a lot about this idea of um, small meetups, get-togethers, book clubs, um, and he'll describe it more. So until then, listen carefully. I think you're going to find this conversation to be super interesting. Here we go. This is Jeff and Todd talking about safety community. So this idea of building community, why is that so important to you? Why, why, do you, why doth one care as much as doth one? Community. I mean, that's what, I mean, if I had to define you, I would define you as a, kind of a new view person who's really interested in building community. I that's, mean, that's, it's a sort of, it's, um, it seems like your main motivation. Uh, sure. I mean, that could be uh, wrong. I'm no, wrong no, on a no, ton of no, stuff. No, I think it, I think it's very true. But I, and maybe that it's that aspect of this of this movement that I think is so appealing. That that uh, you know, it's Labor Day today. It is. And, today and, is Labor Day, and you know that and you're I, working on a holiday. That's so sad. Yeah, it's, it's a labor so love. Oh, um, okay. There we go. But you know, waking up to some 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 feeds about about divisiveness on on Labor Day of all days, and I think community and socializing and the, just a community of people, the you know that we've experienced it this weekend, and we experience it when we do these events. So so it begs this question: Why is the notion of a community of people important to you? I know why it's attractive; it's comfortable; it's fun. But why is it important? Oh my God! I don't know on a personal level. It it. it I just, I think it just resonates. It's, it's communities of people working together, um, empathetic understanding, being a part of a team. It, it, I think it evokes things in us that, that is, uh, it's really powerful. So we're better together. Better but together. But I mean, the, the, so the question I'd ask is, one of the things you started was, what do you call it, the Safety Differently Book Club? We're a drinking club with a safety problem. <laughs> right, yeah. okay, that's yeah. a really great description. That's been very successful for you. What's it, what's it done? 
first of all, why has it been successful? Well, that's another one of those pieces of, of what we hope to, to sort of make more cohesive in fall. Um, what we had to do in 2014 was, was build community where, where one didn't exist. Um, and, and it was about getting get that socialized. It was getting people in the room, getting people together, um, like-minded people who wanted to come and share and be a part of something, a collective, and, and talk, have people to talk to these about these ideas with and, and, and so, put it all together. And so how do you envision it? What, you, you just picked a place and invited people? Yeah, we did a, a couple of um, just bas- dinner party sort of things. And, and then, you know, as things got busier. How, how many did you get for, the, like, the first one? Was it tiny? Yeah, I think we were six, just six of us maybe. Well, six seems actually even larger than I imagined. <laughs> how, how big are you now? Well, it's a, it's an informal group, right? We put out depending on what we're doing. I, we've done pub nights and and larger events, but I think we might a uh, few things we want to do is I don't know if franchise is the right word, but we want to support people in different cities around the planet to so, to do something. So, similar. what's that look like? Because I think that's really appealing. The idea of franchising the Safety Differently Book Club idea is really interesting, and I don't think you mean franchising in in the send in, us your money in the notion of like if you owned your own. Chick Fil A, you'd have to pay a franchise fee, right? Right. I yeah, think I'm on purpose. Not, not, that. That. not <laughs> right. That. Right. Um, it's more that you, more like getting other communities to build these these little uh, communities of thought, these book clubs. Right. It's it's profoundly simple. So just ha- give me the recipe, baby. It's it's just seven natural spices and herbs. <laughs> Two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, um, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. It's the simplest thing in the world to, to for people to um, just put out a call to, to those people in their community that they can come together with, that they, you know, we, we're so electronically connected in this movement. But it, I think it's important to pull together into these little clusters and, and actually be in a room with people and have good conversations and resonate with one another. And I think there's, there's energy in that and support and... And it's more satisfying. It's more. I, I'm. Oh. This is me. I'm biased that way. But it's more satisfying to actually have a relationship, not a parasocial relationship, not a, not a Marshall McLuhan, if I may quote a Canadian. Um, you know where the medium is the message, right? So if the medium is the message, then emails are always going to be these these truncated, separate, um, almost clinically uh, right. uh, uh, divided ways to build community. Whereas meeting together for a, a trivia night at a pub or something, right. that's actually almost completely the opposite of an email. Just give me a great idea for a safety trivia night at a pub. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, could t- you could spend like a half hour just on the Heinrich Pyramid. <laughs> right? Or, or, or not. But, yeah. but No, you could because that's, that's, people would know it, right? We've yeah. done a really good job teaching that. Well, this idea of starting these book clubs, what advice do you give? I mean – what needs to there, there clearly needs to be a champion in each community. That seems important. And then what happens from there? That's it. It's you. you it's really just in the doing. It's in the. I, I don't think it's about. It's not complicated. Um, it's rather like what we do in 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 companies, getting people in a room and just having the conversation. Uh, you know, and you just begin. It's safe. Nothing can go wrong. It will be a good time. Um, How do you know when you're done? We're never done. Okay, so the evening just ends. People, oh, people are like, way. i got to go home. Um, i got to work tomorrow. Yeah. Well, that's, that's logistics. That's whether it's a pub or a restaurant and if it's a school night or not. Or, what yeah. works better, restaurants or pubs? Oh, my goodness. Depends on the venue. Venue specific. Oh, so the venue is really more important than the, 
What's the because like I would guess so I'm and I could be wrong on this too, but I would guess a pub is less commitmenty than a restaurant because you can kind of come in and out and you can spend as much money or as little money as you want to. You know, you could have water and and just sit there and enjoy the company, or you could have a full blown sure. meal. Yeah, so. it's up to the individual. Peter Senge calls it a, the transformative vessel. The space that you, you do this in is your transformative vessel. Tell me more about that. I'm, that's curious to me. Because well, how important is that to the success of the book club? Well, we've, we've picked little um, like side rooms or, or little places where we can talk. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just we kind of cloister ourselves and have some fun. And have do you have an show. agenda? No, we... Uh, other, other than the, <laughs> other than the millions of hidden agendas that we all carry with right? us everywhere. Other than have as much fun as you possibly can. That's right. And learn something new every and single day. And learn something new every single day. That's There you go. That's now the uh, subtitle. But there's not like a, a schedule, you no. know. So. We've, we've, um, we did a, a series of meetings uh, with the CSSC in Vancouver where we chose papers to discuss. And right. How'd gave, that work? It was good. It was very good. And our transformative vessel there in, a, a, in a quite a large meeting room was just to pull us all into a circle. And, in, I mean, this is a space where the conventional meetings were podium-style, lecture-style, right. everybody sitting at round tables. And um, we had everybody just drag their chairs into a, big, into a big circle. And, you know, beautiful things happened. We had, a, we had the basis of a paper to guide us, but the conversation went off in different directions. There was a lot of students present. We really encourage uh, like students in OHS programs to come out. Yeah, that's they had a, brilliant. Yeah, they had a voice in that circle. And, norm, you know, in the classic setup, they're maybe more quiet, more reserved. So lots of great things happen. That's such a cool idea. Is it a lot of work for you? No, not at all. So it's, it's not a big, giant commitment. No, Like, for instance, all. having a podcast. He, right. And I, yeah. <laughs> and I could... And it's, I got to say, it's an honor to be here in the global headquarters of oh, the podcast. Right. That's, that's right. The global, I'm always on the phone. This is the global headquarters. You're, yeah. you're deep in the bowels of the studio. Studio Mission, 1A. Mission control. That's right. Here it is. We can touch stuff right here. Don't touch that, but you can touch everything else. No, do not touch that. That's good. So, so, it, it's, so it's not a ton of work. Easy. It's easy. Every, and people want to. Just do it. Does it equate into, from a, from a business standpoint, does it build opportunities for for business as well mm, but i know that's a hard kind of an awkward topic but it seems like it seems like the, it seems like people might get work out of it i don't know about that I, that's not been my experience it's been about um community and it's been it's been a peer-to-peer thing it's been about i think one of the one of the things that i've really loved about this last five years has been the sharing and supporting one another um so it's not I wouldn't say. It may come from it, but it's not its uh, key point to, to get business. How important do you think generosity is in safety? Oh, safety? What do you mean by safety? Well, so, no, that's a fair question. How, how important is generosity in helping shift the paradigm from classic industrial safety models to a much more contemporary uh, kind of new safety view. How, how important is this notion of generosity? M- much better question. It's everything, I think. I, uh, coming off, coming out of what we've been through for the last number of decades, I think that this person-to-person a kindness, empathy, resonance when we get together and pull together in the same direction, I think it's that's what we used to call the soft stuff that, that really underpins everything. What do you call that now? Core stuff. Core stuff. So, yeah, I just actually did a podcast 
where I shift, I want to shift everyone's thinking from soft skills to essential skills. Oh, nice. So I think they're, I think the soft stuff is the essential stuff, right? Or the core stuff, I think is a good way to say that. Yeah. Core makes me think of gyms and, and doing sit-ups. And, yes. No, I, I'm into that, of course. I mean, you can tell. <laughs> I mean, that's my deal. There that's was, my jam. So yeah, There will no, be no burpees in the book club. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I'm in. I'm, <laughs> you have me there. But this notion of generosity, is generosity a threat or is, or is it not a threat? God, who would it be a threat to? Well, so I think people see giving away their knowledge as, uh, as, as uh, giving away their knowledge for free as, uh, as not a very good business plan. Where I, I would completely disagree with that, but but I'm curious what you think. Well, that's that's what it, did. Elon do that with his patents, and and I think that to to play your cards close to your chest is so old school, and it's what what gave us the the history we had. And I think that that's it's just outdated thinking. There's there's nothing to be lost by sharing. It's not that competitive. And kind of everything to be gained, sort of everything to be gained. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I th- I think that's I think your notion. Um, and the fact that you've sort of made your identity, at least in your part of the world, as a community builder is actually, I think, quite a, that's quite a nice thing to be. I mean, that's, you're in a really interesting place. It's, it's been awesome. It's, it's been great. I'd like to be a a catalyst, you know, and a, um, a bit of a conduit and share this information. That's what the last, this year has really been a pivotal year because the first four or five have just been about that, having to build some community, having to share the ideas and push it out there because I had that discovery moment when I stumbled across the Safety Differently website in 2013 or 2014. And I know that people are having that moment uh, all the time now. It's happening more frequently now. So connecting people, being a catalyst to new ideas. But this year is, I think, a pivot into a bit of a transition. That's still going on, but it's almost got its own momentum now. So pivoting into practice, um, really going deep into organizations and practice. So is, is that a, is that a pretty good lesson for us to learn that, that when you move into this as a practice, it really starts the first, whatever, some years, the first several years, first couple of years are really in creating a network and building community. And then once you have that sort of network and community, that's when it pivots into actual practice. Yeah. It's, it's part of the evolution of it. I think it's just how it's evolving. That Do you see the same thing true in organizations. How, how do you think about this idea of of the safety differently book club writ organizational size, not writ regional size or city size or state side or province side or or whatever? But does mm. change happen the same way in organizations? Well, I, I have seen now that we're you know transitioning into much deeper work with clients, and there is sort of a coalition of the willing, if you will, that that emerges out of an organization, whereas they might traditionally appoint people or assign people, or it would be based on role. You know, we're seeing leaders emerge from uh, from from operations and just different different skills and abilities coming out of people, and and being affording them the opportunity to come and be at the table and and, and you know talk about their organization specifically and, and these ideas and that coalition of the willing, or maybe you could even call it the coalition of the excited, yeah. right. Or the enlightened, although that seems really super pompous. A little bit. No, that does. That seems really like <laughs> we edit that out. Yeah, no, it seems super. <laughs> no, I said it. So I, mean, I can get away with that. Right. That coalition of the excited, the, of the willing people, that's really important to create that tipping point that you, you have to start. What I'm hearing you say to me, and I, again, correct me, 
is that you, you build this community, which then sort of becomes large enough that it takes its own life form, which then creates a tipping point, which then allows other people to join quite easily because now it's okay. Right. The, the early adopters have already done all the early adopting, and now I can kind of s- smooth in there. And that's how change happens, at least if you use the idea of the, the book club, that's how change happened. Because you got bigger, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely got some attention. And, uh, and again, you know, stay tuned for, for some changes to that in the fall, I think, how we're approaching it. But, you know, in the early days, uh, it was scary. And you needed, you needed a, a small cohort of, of like-minded people that kind of have your back and to talk you up when you're down or dis- disheartened yeah. about it. Um, and now it, it's different. There's less, certainly less of that now that it feels do like Do you get disheartened? I mean, do, have, have you experienced that? Um, it's, uh, it's been a long seven years. That, I mean, it was, there, was, there was always faith. I always had faith. You know, this movement, and shout out to a friend, Darshan Gill, up in Vancouver, but he binged this podcast for, for a, a number of weeks, just binged it. God, he needs to get a hobby. <laughs> But we, t- we talked about it, and, and he said something really wonderful to me. He said that, uh, that it resonated deeply with his worldview, and it, and it changed him to some degree, but it affirmed his worldview. And then with that affirmation, it changes everything you do. Um, the ability to change an organization's systems and, and that sort of can follow. But, but it's, I, I think the part about the becoming discouraged, I mean, I definitely, um, in my career there are moments of of incredible like when you think god what are we doing right it's it's and you really see it after something bad happens it's really easy to become discouraged it's easy for the whole entire organization to become discouraged but i think what's interesting is the ability to reinforce one another and to know that what we're doing actually makes a difference sort of allows you um to see the discouragement the moments of discouragement as kind of air bubbles Right. Yeah, they float to the top and pop, and then they're gone. They're real for a while, but they're not permanent, and they're not terribly devastating. I'm picturing the red bubbles in, in Hallnagel's beaker, green beaker. Yeah, uh, yeah. Graphic, right? a, a little bit like that, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. That, so I, you, you, if you encounter that feeling, you, you have community. You, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. I mean, that's the exciting part about it. And... um and to a great extent, one of the challenges is, is this was really sexy and fun when it was edgy, and it's becoming, in a way, more normal. Mm. And so, because it's more normal, it's probably, by definition, a little less edgy. And, and now it's really, I mean, you just said it earlier, now we have to put these ideas into practice. And the putting them into practice part has the potential to be less uh, sexy less edgy but in fact i think it's probably the most important part and and to a great extent kind of the most fun part i think it's it's still edgy and sexy to someone all the time increasing numbers of people that are are having that eureka moment when they disc, when they when they were looking for something and they find what they were they maybe didn't know they were looking for so i think i think Whereas uh, it might not be as edgy and sexy for us, it, it still is for a great number of people out there. And then existing right on that, that crest of the wave, that curve of the wave. How do you remind yourself that? Because one of the challenges, I think, is that 
we think about these things. We have thought using past tense. We have thought a lot about these things for a long time. And so it's not novel to us, but to the people we talk to, it's incredibly novel. How do you keep that sort of, how do you, how do you touch stone back to that novelness of the ideas? Uh, I, 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 again, I, it's, it's taking from the, the energy of, of, of those people that we're, we're helping or, or we're showing. So you've, you've had this too, where somebody will come up to you after a presentation. And, and I think the best words I've ever heard are, you know, thank you. You know, you've introduced me to something or articulated something I felt, but I, I didn't know it was safe to feel that way or think those thoughts. So that, a moment of that, it's like a little bit of uranium or something. I mean, how, you can, how do you create those moments? Just go out and talk a lot, talk a lot and socialize a lot. And, and, um, yeah, take it, pay so it forward. Is, is it is it knowing the answers or knowing the questions? Oh, it's 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 I it's uh, um, I don't think it's a it's not about knowing the answers. I think it's about being comfortable in a state of not knowing because you're eternally curious, and that any any collective we is is more intelligent than any given me. So so it's that um, hive kind of idea in a trusted circle and. And, uh, yeah. Nice job. Thanks, man. Did we miss anything? Anything we need to put in? No. Would you mind singing uh, the national anthem? Oh, Canada. Canada. Uh, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing it? <laughs> really? No. I'm sorry, brother. D- tell me something about hockey, then, and we'll be done. Uh, go Canucks. Go Canucks. So go let me Canucks. ask you a really deep hockey question from um, my worldview. Okay. Why is there three periods? Hockey always seems like it's one period too long to me. Ouch. Like if they cut the middle period or something. Um, three three doesn't fit nicely in my worldview of how a game should be. Well, we get two decent intermissions. Oh yeah, you double you double halftime. Yeah. Or third time or whatever you yep, call yep, it. Yep. Yep. I think I think football might be a period too long, isn't it? You, you, you get no argument from me on that <laughs> at all. I mean, none. I just always wonder. It, it always feels like the third period was much more interesting than the second. Well, yeah, the third period's always, depending on score, the third period's always the most exciting. So why do you have the second? Because you got to have a second in order to have a third, don't <laughs> okay, you? Okay, so, so it's classic linear sort of Newtonian. <laughs> so the reason hockey is that way is because of Sir Isaac Newton. That's exactly it. Yeah, he was left winger, I think he was. <laughs> For the Canucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. Thank you, Jeff Lith. Thank you, Todd. Yeah, the, the name that's hard to say without lisping. There you go. I mean, it make it makes one lisp to say your name. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think it's a, <laughs> a lot of names don't do that, but that that one does. No, it's a it's an it's one of those say it spell it kind of names that's right. too. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to love that. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Take care, Thank you. Peace. Bye. That's conversation with Jeff. Sorry, I didn't realize I was going to use the lift joke twice. I mean, it's, it's not really a joke. It's it's kind of how it happens. Um. But I got it in there twice, so that's worth it. I'm sorry we didn't get the national anthem sung. Darn it. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. But mostly what I hope is you enjoyed the opportunity to have, have that conversation. I love how he, how he coins it, a drinking group with a safety problem. I think that's worth noting if you're thinking about starting a book club in your town. Uh, just just kind of FYI, because that's probably worth bringing into the radar screen for sure. But other than that, it's been a uh, that was a fun conversation. I can't even thank them enough, Vanessa and Jeff. You were amazing. Thanks for being there 
Thanks for being a part of the podcast, and I hope to talk to you again soon, really about the Safety Differently website. Let's see what happens, because that'll be fun to watch. Until then, my friends, that's it. That's the podcast for today. Have as much fun as you possibly can. Learn something new every single day. And for goodness sakes, y'all, be safe. Bye. Do you think fun will break out? Uh, Fun has been breaking out all weekend. Really? So you had fun all weekend? I've been Santa (laughs) Fe'd. Duly Santa Fe'd by federal law.